On this 13th day of September at Martyr Shrine in Tay, Ontario, the National Shrine to the Canadian Martyrs, we celebrate with you the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. During these difficult times, when the faithful are unable to physically participate in the Holy Mass, the Jesuit Fathers of this holy site remain united with you in prayer, asking the intercession of Saint Jean de Brebeuf and his companions, that each of you might find healing, renewal of spirit, and peace. Our religious community, who share a common life at table, at labor, and at prayer, a family of faith, the Jesuits here share in this Mass for you and encourage you to continue practicing safe measures of physical distancing and all other measures proposed by our government during this time of COVID-19 pandemic. Today's Mass is celebrated for souls of Michael Fernandez and Arita Fernandez, Our Lady of Immaculate Heart of Mary, Joseph Tree Ngo, Alex and Dorothy Ertman, Dennis, Tom, and Mary Erdman, Bowden, Olgerit, and Elena Kirznowski, as well as for the intentions of the Martyr Shrine Association and our benefactors. Our presider is Father Patrick Coldricks, and our co-celebrants are Father Stephen LeBlanc and Father Louis-Martin Cloutier. Give peace, O Lord, to those who wait for you, that your prophets be found true. Hear the prayers of your servants and of your people, Israel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so in order to prepare ourselves to celebrate this Holy Eucharist, let's now pause a moment and ask our Heavenly Father to pardon us and to strengthen us. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. And you are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, Forgive us our sins and bring us all to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. 
Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Sirach. Anger and wrath, these are abominations, yet a sinner holds on to them. The vengeful will face the Lord's vengeance, for he keeps a strict account of their sins. Forgive your neighbor the wrong that is done, and then your sins will be pardoned when you pray. Does anyone harbor anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? If one has no mercy toward another like oneself, can one then seek pardon for one's own sins? If a mere mortal harbors wrath, who will make an atoning sacrifice for that one's sins? Remember the end of your life and set enmity aside. Remember corruption and death and be true to the commandments. Remember the commandments and do not be angry with your neighbor. Remember the covenant of the Most High and overlook faults. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. The Lord is slow and kind, rich in his anger, and abounding in steadfast love. It is the Lord who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. 
The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. My brothers and sisters, we do not live to ourselves and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord for both the dead and the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, a brother or sister sins against me. How often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. The Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave? as I had mercy on you. 
and in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Even before Jesus came on the scene, Israel had many prophets, many great prophets, Elijah, Isaiah, Elisha, Zechariah, many of them. And you could, if you really go to see, they were almost trying to uh, tell almost the same theme to the Israelites because they always got lost worshipping other gods of other nations uh, and uh, child sacrifices and uh, all these strange things, worshipping cows with horns. And, and the prophets were there to always tell them to do the right thing. And Sirach or Kohelet also does not say anything different. He just cautions them, cautions them or tells them, please treat each other with kindness, with mercy and compassion as you would like to treat yourself. But then things were, they went on with their normal way. The widow and the orphans were neglected. Instead of selling wheat, they would sell the chaff and the husk. They would uh, imbalance their scales, their measuring measures, and cheat people left, right, and center, and even uh, hold them ransom by, to, by keeping their very sandals. They would hold it as a payment against them. And therefore, it was a lot of misery and suffering and victimization going on over there. And of course, this time, Sirach says, the vengeful will face the Lord's vengeance because he keeps a strict accounts of their sins and forgive your neighbor the wrong that is done and then only your sins will be pardoned when you pray. But nothing seems to be changing. Nothing seems to be working. And so... It all began with Jesus now coming onto our scene in the life when all the old laws and commands were still kept in place, but a new meaning, a new dimension would be given to them. And always to start something new was Peter, who always spoke before he thought, always kept his, put his foot in his mouth. Very impulsive, very emotional, but the end result was an enlightenment to one and all. And thanks to Peter, who thought he could score a brownie point with Jesus, because during the prophet's time, or even the Jewish rabbinic time, Rabbi Ben Hanini also said, if anybody sins against you, forgive him once. If he sins a second time, forgive him the second time. If he sins a third time, of course, forgive the third time. But if it happens for the fourth time, there is no forgiveness. So three times. 
that is also coupled with the school of thought headed by Ben Joe's Yehuda, who said almost the same thing in different ways. He said, you can forgive three times if he asks for forgiveness. But then the fourth time, there is no forgiveness because you're sort of concerned as a beyond redemption case. So three times was the maximum one could forgive. If you went above that, then you're challenging God. You're trying to be God. You're going beyond above to forgive the fourth time. So limit your forgiveness only to the third time. On the fourth time, you are condemned forever. And so it was on this basis that Peter said, uh, I think I'll score a brownie point with Jesus and uh, I'll double that, make it three times plus three times and add one more time to the figure of seven, seven being a complete number according to the Jewish tradition. So very smugly he says, ha ha, I'm sure Jesus, you'll give me a medal of honor with a certificate that I've really done a good job on the topic of forgiveness. But to his astonishment, if not horror, Jesus said, what, seven times? No, 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 no. Seventy-seven times seven. And this took everyone aback. Everybody almost gasped. They said, what? Seventy-seven times seven? Are you crazy? What sort of a... But they didn't know it was God himself speaking. Forgiveness is endless. And so this was a real revelation to everybody. He said, oh, good Lord, forgiveness 77 times. But they challenged him even when the paralytic was brought down through the roof. Remember the time when they paralytic their faith and Jesus marveled at themselves. Big crowd, no entry through the front door. They opened the roof. Those houses were designed where you can take off the roof. And so the Lord, this paralytic, was bedridden paralytic. They don't know how many years he was in that stretch, in that bed. And Jesus said the famous words saying, my son, go in peace, your sins are forgiven. You could hear an audible gasp when he said, who, who the heck, what? Only God can figure, who? Jesus said, I know what you're thinking. But what is easier? Should I tell him, get up, take up your mat in your bed in your hand and walk? Or should I say, your sins are forgiven? Huh? Answer me. Tell me, what should I do? Nobody could speak a word. They were so, so astonished. Your sins are forgiven. Well, come back today. In today's, as we hear the gospel message, Forgive your sins. Forgive me my sins as I forgive others who sin against me. Who bothers about this? Because we don't mean what we say. We just rattle off prayers that on autopilot, nothing is happening inside. And then come here and we say, oh, miracles happen. Okay, thank you, God, for the next six days and then get back to life as normal. You know, we are ungrateful, but God understands. And yet, here was Jesus saying, we have a God who's in love with us. My father, your father, my Abba, daddy darling, your Abba, daddy darling. 
is a father who's not interested in your past sins. He wants to heal because he wants to bring about the kingdom of heaven and earth, and he wants to, us to help him to bring about this kingdom of heaven and earth. And he cannot work with us unless we remove the chip on our shoulder, the past that has troubled us with our spiritual wounds being unhealed with forgiveness. He cannot work with us if we walk about the face of this earth as disturbed people, people with a grudge, nursing a festering wound in our souls of the past, of people who are already dead and gone. They may not remember us being victimized or they being victimized. So we need to get rid of all these spiritual wounds in our hearts if we want God to work through us to help him to heal this broken world and bring about the kingdom of heaven on earth. And Jesus always exaggerated things. He really did a good job on putting in the contrast. And that's why he told the story. He was one of the greatest, world's greatest storytellers. 10,000 talents. The value of a talent in today's world is almost 250 sterling pounds, UK, British, Great Britain, England, which of course to us would be $500. Multiply 10,000 with 250 pounds, and that is a very astronomical sum. In fact, the, the budget of the three provinces of Idumea, Judea, and Samaria were just 600 talents annual. Or even a rich province like Galilee amounted to 300 talents annual collection or budget. This was way much more than a king's ransom. Way much more. 10,000 talents uh, 250,000 pounds. Oh, that's an astronomical sum. And here was this slave trying to get out that sixpence or a denarii that will be amounting to about five to eight pounds or something. That's a very, very low figure, very low figure. The contrast is highlighted because Jesus says, God created you to be his children. And you can only do so when you ask your heart to be humble, contrite, healed, merciful, compassionate, and healing. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell everybody, to have a merciful, compassionate, kind heart towards your brethren who is hurt, who needs to be healed. And that's why God sends us to help him in this big harvest field, in our own way, in our own homes, in our workplaces, wherever we are, to be more charitable, more kinder, more healing, so that we can continue in this great big harvest to help Jesus to bring about the kingdom of heaven and earth. And so, as Jesus rightly said, my heavenly Father will also help us in this mission 
of helping Jesus in this great ministry. As long as we forgive from our hearts, our brothers and sisters in the past, and get rid of all the scruples and negativities that our minds tend to trouble us in the present, so that we walk the face of this earth as peaceful human beings, as children of God. Let us all now stand to recite the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us all now place all our prayers and petitions on this altar here and now today, so that God can hear our prayers, heal us, and help us to help him to build this world. We pray for all those who could not visit the shrine this year, but were on their knees outside our gates, pleading with God to heal them, to answer their prayers, to bring them their peace of mind in their children, in their hearts, in their families, in their workplaces, that the healing may continue through the intercessions of our Canadian martyrs. And so for their prayers to be answered, their healings to be complete, and that they may help God and God may use their use them or help them to uh, uh, allow them to assist him to build this world. So for them, we pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all the victims of COVID, for the loss of those who uh, died because of them, for bereaving members of the families, and for all those who are millions who are affected around this world. We pray for the we pray for the leaders of all nations and the peoples to make the right decisions for the benefits of their own country, because they are interested as stewards of God's creation, walking the footsteps of Christ in the values of the gospel. And so for those nations and their leaders, we pray to the Lord. We pray for those whose anger, resentment, and bitterness have caused them to withdraw and build walls around them. And for those who await their return, we pray to the Lord. We pray for us, God's people, called to stretch out our arms to all and to reach out even the worst of those who are suffering, mental, physical, and spiritual ailments. We pray for the healing, so we pray to the Lord. Abba, Father, you inflame the heart. And we now pause a few moments to pray for our own personal intentions in the silence of our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Our Father, you inflame the hearts of your blessed martyrs with an admirable zeal for the salvation of souls. 
Grant us, we beseech you, as we place all our prayers and our petitions on this altar here and now today, so that the favors obtained through the intercessions we make manifest before all the power and the glory of your name, St. John de Brebeuf, St. Isaac Jogues, St. Gabriel Lallemont, St. Noel Chabonel, St. Antoine Daniel, St. René Gopil, St. Charles Garnier, St. Jean de Lalande, St. Catherine Tekakwita, Holy Mary, Queen of Martyrs, St. Joseph, Patron of Martyrs, Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given in human hands and made it become for us our bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, which earth has given in human hands, and may it become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Pray, my dear friends, that our sacrifice may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Amen. Receive with favor, O Lord, we pray the offerings of your people gathered here, that what they profess with devotion and faith may be theirs through their heavenly mysteries. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in you we live and move and have our being, and while in this body we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of eternal life. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in this Paschal mystery. And so with all the angels, we praise you as in joyful celebration, we all acclaim, holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you gave life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. And therefore, Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, to graciously make holy these gifts that we have brought to you for our consecration, that they may become for us the body 
and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, at whose command, we now celebrate these sacred mysteries. For on the night that he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to all his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And so in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be shared for you and for all, so that sins may be forgiven. Do this in memory of me. And so let us all now proclaim this mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. And therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate this memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled by, with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you, in your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. 
And so with the confidence given to us by Heavenly Father and the words our Savior gave us, we all now join in to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Father, we pray from every evil influence in our lives and graciously grant us peace in our days, and that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, it is my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her the peace and unity in accordance with your will, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Lamb of God, and behold, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Happy and blessed are we who call to the supper of the Lamb. I am the good shepherd, says the Lord. I know my sheep and mine know me. Living together as members of a community of priests in one household in the Martyr Shrine, we are all aware of the blessing it is for the four of us to have mass together. And we thank you for taking this time off to share in it with us today. And so below our website are other ways that we hope to be present with you. And we offer you this option of having a candle lit on your behalf by a Jesuit in our votary. And we offer you a weekly reflection of your personal prayer, a weekly bulletin, and an opportunity for you to make a donation to support the Martyr Shrine. 
Though we are not able to open our gates to you, our pilgrims, we are praying for you now and looking forward to welcoming you with open arms on the 1st of May, 2021. Until then, we hope that you and yours remain safe and healthy as we all practice physical distancing during these very difficult times. Let us pray. Graciously raise up, O Lord, those who you renew with this holy sacrament, that we may all come to possess your redemption, both in mystery and in the manner of our life. We ask this to Christ our Lord. Bow your heads and pray for God's blessings through the relics and intercessions of the Canadian martyrs. And so through the prayers of God's holy martyrs, may the Lord bless you, guide you, and protect you in your journeys to your destinations in all the days of your life. We also grant you sound health of mind, body, and spirit. Answer all your prayers and bestow on you always the peace of his kingdom. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.